I've heard you can take what's broken and make it whole. Well, here's the pieces of my heart. What can you do with them? Cause I can't hold them all together anymore. So I let them fall surrendered to the floor. You make all things new. You make all
Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song?
You may be seated. Ready for this? We're moving back to normal, which means we have cookies and coffee. Mm. Moving back to normal, we announced it a couple weeks ago. Hopefully you received a slip as you came in. Um, so cookies and coffee, we're trying to be COVID cautious. Uh, the nursery is more of a cry room. So if you have a little one that would be blessed by that, um, the parent needs to stay with the child in the, the nursery or the cry room. And the service is live streamed in there so you can in, enjoy and be blessed by the service. And then also for communion, just a reminder, if you want to have communion like we've had it since May 31st and have it in where you are seated, um, you need to pick up the elements, either bread and wine or juice, okay, and have it with you. So if you didn't get that during the next song, you can go get that. Other than that, we're going to have our continuous communion where the servers uh, are going to um, use antiseptic, you know, first. And then we'll serve you as you come forward at the direction of the ushers. So that'll be taking place in a little bit. So, again, those are some of the things we're doing in a, an attempt to move back to normal. Also, if you are a guest, whether in person, online, welcome. Glad that you're with us in worship. Glad that you're here to celebrate a God that loves us with such an everlasting love. And we'd love for you to come on back. We'd like to get to know you. A couple ways to do it. Um, either you can stop at Next Steps, which is in the family gathering area. You could do that on Facebook if you would like to just say hey so we know you're here. Also, you could text 1C guest to 94000. That will let us know that you're here. And then we can answer maybe some questions you might have about mission and ministry here at 1C. We'll also have a time of prayer in just a little bit. So if you have a prayer request you would like included, uh, we have little paper forms out in the family gathering area. You'll see a sign. You can also text it to 402-242-5051 or on Facebook, just in the comments section, and we'll include the prayers today. So, um, and then also, voters meeting. Next week, after this service, so around 1215, we're going to have a voters meeting, and we have two a year. This one is a time where you'll get a, a financial update about how things are going. We're going to have elections for the leadership team, the board of directors, and then I'll just have some uh, words of encouragement, a little update of what's going on uh, from my perspective. So next week, 1215. If you haven't come to a voters meeting before, I'm just going to tell you, it's really important. This is the body of Christ. We work together. We do ministry together. We do mission together. <coughs> and so if you you know, would come, um, it can last an hour, it, hour and a half, depends on how long I go, all right? Uh, but it is really an important thing, and if you've been to voters' meetings before, you, you probably know how important it is. So please consider coming, if you would, and being part of uh, decision-making and moving forward. That's it for announcements. We're here to worship our Lord, so let's celebrate.
Sometimes I think What will people say of me When I'm only just a memory When I'm home where my soul belongs Was I loved When no one else would show up Was I Jesus to the least of us Was my worship more than just a song I want to
Well, hello, everybody. Hi, hey, someone said hi in the back. Did you guys notice that? Wow, that's one person better than the nine o'clock service. Congratulations on being a great person. Hey, everybody, I'm so excited because I have a new friend and I brought him here today and I can't wait to introduce you to my friend, Sparky. Are you ready to meet Sparky? Yeah. Okay, okay, we will get Sparky. We say one, two, three, come out. Sparky, okay? Okay, okay. All right, everybody with me now. One, two, three, come out, Sparky! Sparky, everybody, give him a hand. Hello, Sparky! Hi, George. Oh my gosh, it's so nice to be Yes, Berkey, everybody looks so nice and tan today. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Sparky, you did VBS this week with the kids, right? Yeah, I did. Oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. Oh, I can't wait to hear all about it. How have you been, Sparky? Oh, I've been doing great, especially hanging out with the kids all day. Oh, kids are the best. They smell so weird. <laughs> oh, well. In a good way. Delicious. I mean, not yeah. like that, oh. but you know, okay. Go ahead, Sparky. Yeah, well, we had so much fun, but hey, George, what about you? How's your day going? Well, I, I mean, I guess if I'm being honest, um, well, no, not so good. Oh, why is that? Well, you see, Sparky, I've got a neighbor kid up the street, and man, his name is Biff, and Biff, he bullies me. Biff? Yeah, Biff. Every time I ride my bike, Biff, he just makes fun of me. He pushes me down, he steals my bike, he calls me names like Stinky Monkey Face, and then I go, fly! I just... Oh, that's not very nice. Yeah, it hurts, and I'm just laying here emotionally and physically just broken. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am a stinky monkey face, but still. Oh. No, 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 no. And I feel like God wants me to be friends with Biff, but... Oh. Biff is just wearing me down, Sparky. Well, George, I know a great Bible verse that can probably help you with Biff. Really? What yeah. is it? Ephesians 6.10. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Oh, what does that mean? Well, you see, that entire area in the Bible talks about the armor of God. Like... What's the armor of, what is there, a, is there a belt? There's a belt oh. of truth. Is there, a, is there a sword? There's a sword. What else is there? There's a shield oh. and a breastplate of justice. Okay, so then you let me borrow that stuff and oh. I will put oh. it on oh. and I will oh. march to Biff's no. house like George. this. <laughs> George, And George. I will give him a huh and a hi-yah. George. And Biff will be down and I George. will have justice. It's not actual armor that you put on. Well, what gives, Sparky? Why you even, what is it? Well, you know how, here, think about this. You know how you put on your socks and your shoes in the morning? Well, yeah. Well, think of the shoes of peace. So you have to intentionally put on your shoes. I have to in 
intentionally, like yeah. on purpose. On purpose, put on your shoes put and on socks. Like so you had to purposely act in peace. Oh, okay. So I have to on purpose think like peace, like everything's gonna be okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay, well, on purpose, walk peacefully. Oh, yes. what? okay, I, I could, what else? That's good advice, Sparky, keep it rolling. And then you got a shield of faith. <gasps> okay, you so have I faith. have faith. Faith will protect me too, huh? Yeah, a your bit. faith in God. Okay. And you could tell, you could tell Biff about it. You could tell Biff about okay. peace and faith. Okay, I think I'm starting to get it. Yeah. What else is there? You gotta put on your breastplate of justice. Oh, justice. Mm -hmm. That's a big word. That is a big so word. Maybe I can try to do the right thing. That's what justice is, right? Try to exactly. do the right thing. Okay. You said something about um the belt of what? What no? The belt of truth. So you gotta be truthful and honest with people, right? Yeah, well, okay, Sparky, if we're being honest, Biff is short for Biffily. Oh. I'm getting beat up by a girl. Biff no. is a girl. Oh, oh, no, George. Biff George. is a girl. George, oh. oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay if it's a girl or a boy. You just need to tell Biffily more about the belt of truth and okay. the breastplate of justice and the shoes of peace. Okay, so I'm going to... Okay, I can do this. I will walk in peace yeah. and, and, and protect myself with my faith in God and, and yeah. then I will go and I will share God's love with Biff. <gasps> there we go. I have an idea, Sparky. What is that? Well, you see, I don't think Biff has a bike. Oh, no. Maybe that's well, why Biff always knocked me over on my bike. Well, you see, I have an extra bike at my house. That's perfect! Yeah! Oh, we could go get my bike, and we can bring it to Biff, and we could all play together. Okay, okay, I like that. So maybe we, we go and show justice by showing God's love to Biff. Exactly. We can go over there and talk about the Bible verse, You're and about the us, armor. Marky? Yeah, I'll come with you. Oh, I feel so much better! Yay! I feel so much better. Yeah, it is. But before we go, if Greg were here, I know what he would say. What would Greg say? He'd say, we pray about this right now together. We, so we should. should. Yes, we should. Okay, let's do it. Boys and girls, moms and dads and aunts and uncles and nannies and papas, will you pray with us? Okay, everybody, let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for my very special friend Sparky who tell me about the armor of God, and that I know how to be afraid to walk in peace with someone who bullies me, and I can show God's love to them, even though it feels very hard. You help us in hard things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, that was awesome. That was. Now, I think we should go get my bike and go good, talk to Biffrey. Good idea. Oh, and by the way, Sparky. Yeah. If you see Pastor, do not mention the spaghetti on the floor in the kitchen. I'll tell you about it on the way. Come on. Oh, okay. Come on.
All right, we're going to transition from the joy of two puppets that are just a, what a hoot, right? To the joy that we receive in communion. Here at 1C, we believe that this is not just bread and wine, but it's also the body and blood of Jesus. And one of the things that God tells us to do, and I think it helps us understand the, the magnitude of joy, when we go to him and we confess our sin, and when we hear the forgiveness we have, there is a joy that this world can't give like that. So let's go to him now, and we're going to confess our sin in prayer, and then be reminded of his goodness. We pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, and yes, um, we sin. Um, it's by what we do and by what we don't do. It's those times where we just don't listen to you or your word. We go our own way. We do our own thing. And we know that your word tells us that we would be lost forever. But we also know from your word that you did something about this. So thank you. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for his perfect life and then his sacrificial death on a cross and then also for his resurrection on the third day. Your love, your grace, your mercy changes lives. And we thank you also for a very special meal that you are going to give to us today. Bread and wine, body and blood for our forgiveness. Uh, we thank you for the, the, the joy we receive in this meal, the joy that empowers us to live as your children. Thank you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. After he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper and after he'd given thanks he gave it to them saying drink of it all of you. This cup is the new testament of my blood which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Uh, one uh, little bit of instruction as you come forward. Again, the ushers will um, instruct you coming forward. You'll see we have sanitizer up in front. Um, also, we have gluten-free wafers. We also have grape juice if you prefer that. And if you would just let the server know, you can maybe just even put your finger up and that'll let us know that you would like the alternative. May God bless our time together as we celebrate his grace.
Jesus, indeed, how can it be? 
your grace reaching down to me, to each one of us here. We are so very grateful. Hear our prayers, and Lord, in your mercy, bring your answers in your way and in your time. We're praying for a niece who's taking chemo for lung cancer and for a wife who fell and has hurt her hip. A prayer for a brother and his family. This man recently lost his wife just a few days ago. God, hold this family close in their grief journey. And a thanksgiving for last week's financial breakthrough. How kind of you. And Lord, we ask that we'll continue to walk with you and experience continued breakthroughs. A prayer for Sherry Bardsley. She's had surgery on her right toes and needs to be in a non-bearing shoe for five weeks. We ask you to just be with Sherry. And a prayer for Barb Bedell. Barb is at Emerald Care temporarily with lung problems. Thank you for your care. A prayer of thanksgiving and celebration for our dad's birthday. We could not ask for a better role model in faith and life. And we are so thankful God has blessed us with him. Jesus, we lift up a family that's traveling and we ask for safe and travel mercies. A prayer for my friend's mother who has stage four cancer and it is terminal. And prayers for Casey for continued healing. Jesus, a, just a prayer for everyone who is going through uncertain and troubled times. Be present in those hearts, in those minds. And a thanksgiving for another wonderful wedding anniversary. You have heard each and every one, the ones we have spoken, the ones that are in the room today in hearts. And we would like to just bring to you now the prayer that you gave to us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm trying to think if it was about a month and a half ago, um, somebody came up to me and said, hey, got an idea. Why don't you maybe preach on the summer camp themes during the summer, like right after, after the kids are all done with it? And I'm like, I love it. And I'll just tell you, if you have ideas or thoughts like that, I, sometimes I really do believe God puts it on people's minds and hearts and then share it with me, and all of a sudden, here we go. And so, if, I don't know if you know this. Uh, let me, if I can have the theme up there, please. Up on the screen, there we go, blast. Blast with those little periods means something. Each letter stands for something that is really important, not just for our summer camp kids, but for people like you and me. That's why I thought the idea was perfect. And it actually stands for building lives around sound truth. And I'll just tell you, I love watching the kids. I'm, several times I was able to come in for the opening and lots of energy up here and um, 
master actor and actresses, and it was just really exciting. But then during the day, I'd pop around a little bit. But when I'm in my office and I'm working on my sermon or I'm, I'm even counseling somebody, watching these kids go back and forth with such joy and such energy, um, and, and I, I'm like, wow, I want some of that. So uh, it, way to go. And, and I'm just so blessed that we're um, on this journey as a congregation this summer. Here in our sermon as well. Um, if you can see the, the title for the, the, um, this last week was, uh, let's put it up on the screen, Knights of the North Castle. And so I was doing a little bit of thinking, okay? The theme verse you heard um, are two puppets, and just so you know, we're not puppets, we're the real thing, so you know, version 2.0, getting better maybe. Um, and it was Ephesians 6.10, right? Be strong in the Lord. And, and I was thinking of that verse in light of, well, Memorial Day that was last week. Anybody know what today is the anniversary of? <coughs> I think I heard it. Yeah, D-Day, 77 years ago. What are the correlations? What are the connections? And, and so I was talking with Ken Robinson, who served in, in the military for how many years? 24 years. 24 years. And I thought, we can maybe, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I want to have a conversation with him, and I want to draw and connect the dots a little bit. But the first question has to do really with 77 years ago. Something was happening in our world, um, and there were responses to that, and why don't you give us a little background to, to this uh, 1944? Thanks, Pastor. I'd give a little background, if I could, about my time over there in Europe. So I was uh, fortunate enough uh, to be in the military, and even when I got out of the military in 2012, to be able to stay in Europe. So my last 16 years I spent in Europe, I had the opportunity to go up to Normandy and to visit Normandy area, uh, Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg, all these cemeteries, World War I, World War II. But in Normandy, I've been probably nine times up there. I've taken a lot of people up there. It's a very humbling place to be. Uh, if you ever get an opportunity, you need to try and get there. Uh, one of the neatest things I think I have ever saw was when I was at a ceremony at uh, Omaha Beach, and a, we were sitting there, and there was back then there was still quite a few of the World War II survivors around, and they were sitting there, and kids were going around getting their autographs, but two buses of uh, small French children pulled up, and they actually participated in the cemetery. So just, uh, if you ever go up there, you'll see probably more American flags flying up in that area than you will in a lot of places in, in the United States. So I get a little emotional, but anyhow. So today, June 6th, 2021, 77 years ago today, as the pastor mentioned, right, the greatest generation, as we call them, right, began launching uh, the D-Day invasion on the beaches of Normandy, all right? A lot of these soldiers, sailors, airmen lost their lives on this day and throughout the war in defense of really taking down evil in the world. And, and for Europe, that evil was Hitler and the, and the Nazi regime, all right? These brave souls began the liberation of Europe 
which actually saw during World War II worldwide the total loss of lives was greater than 75 million. Hard to put that into perspective, hard to really grasp all of that. Uh, in fact, I have a, a picture of my wife, Kristen. She had the privilege of going over there with a choir. She was, there was one picture where I, I could just tell she was just trying to take it all in. She was at one of those uh, beaches, one of the cemeteries, and just trying to take in what happened historically. Um, wow. And so there's some key words that I that I heard, the word freedom, uh, the word evil, um, sacrifice. Uh, so some very important words that I also believe has a spiritual significant. So I did, you know, prep Ken with this question too because that's where I want to go with my sermon. So you're going to help me get there, buddy. All right? Glad to help. Yeah. What do you see? How do you see the correlation, the connection between... Um, these soldiers, these, uh, these people that sacrificed, whether just going over there or their very life, the freedom and, and, and with that, with our spiritual lives. Well, like I said, you kind of gave me an idea where you want to go. I have a few notes, so I'll probably glance down a few times if the audience is okay with that. So pretty important stuff to me and, and for where we're going with this sermon. Well, basically, wars have existed since the fall of man. Uh, Jesus told us that there would be wars until... He returned, and I think, Pastor, you're going to get into a little bit more on wars in your sermon, all right? Uh, all wars in our world, no matter how great or small, past or present, right, they all really come down to the, the fact that there's a conflict with evil and sin, all right? Our, our conflict or our wage with war necessarily may not be against authority or, or for land. However, it's against sin and evil, all right? The brave soldiers... Uh, that fought during World War II, right? The sacrifices that they gave, not only during war, but when they came back, shows you the amount of commitment and dedication it takes to defeat evil. And that kind of is the same thing in our life as well. There's a lot of great stories and sacrifices that these soldiers, airmen, sailors, had for our freedom, right? We need to remember these, their memories and their sacrifices and also to help us, not only because of them, to remind us of the one that gave the ultimate sacrifice and fought the ultimate evil, right? And won that for us on Calvary. Thank you. Yeah. Pretty, pretty stirring. <laughs> Profound correlation. Okay. Uh, I don't know how many years ago, I, I, th I think it was my wife, Kristen, um, came across a, a, a songwriter named Twyla Paris. And maybe you know her, maybe you don't. But there was a song that was either written by her or written by somebody else, but she sang it with such passion, and then it was put to a video. So we're going to watch it, and you're going to see this connectedness, this correlation between 1944 and the year 33, when Jesus walked on the face of the earth. So see this, be blessed by it, and then uh, we'll talk more.
Love that last image, right? Jesus looking really at you and me as we go through this thing called life. How many of you have ever experienced war? Okay, I'm, I'm seeing a couple hands, okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, now that I've said it and asked the question, I'm going to tell you it's a trick question. Don't have in your mind 1944, I mean, you can, or another war that's been there, but I want you to picture um, how many of you have ever had struggles or battles um, about all sorts of things. Let me go through the list. Uh, relationship battles and struggles and wars. Financial battles and struggles and war. Maybe a, a physical health issue where you have a battle and struggle and war. Maybe you've lost a loved one and the emotion and the grief is just so intense and that there's warfare going on. So now let me ask the question. How many of you have ever experienced war? And if you haven't, I wonder how, right? I mean, we live in a broken, fallen, sinful world. And it begins right here with me, but it's in this world. And, and look at the news. Watch what's going on. And I believe that Paul, the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, got a picture of this, understands this. So he's painting a picture in that same chapter that we heard Again, our two puppets, George and Sparky, share. So example, Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And I know it's so easy, and I'm just as guilty of it, when we have a battle or a struggle or some kind of warfare going in, in our life, we can often think of people. And in my ministry, I've had lots of moments where people have sat in my office and have talked about an ex, okay, an ex-spouse. Maybe they've talked about a child or a parent or a co-worker or, I mean, you, you, can, you can almost land there and say, that's what I'm struggling with. Paul would beg to differ. He says the battle and the war is not about the people. It's about the evil forces of this dark world. So if you would picture, on the one side, the God of the universe, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Creator, Savior, and the one who gives us faith. And then on the other side, the evil one, the devil, and they're fighting. And, and do you know what the prize is? Is you. They're fighting over you. So have a, have a little bit bigger picture than this. And while you may have hurt, been hurt by an individual or by a circumstance or situation, please understand, this is in the heavenlies. There's warfare taking place all the time. God gets it. God understands it. So he inspires somebody named Paul who really understands warfare, spiritual warfare. And, and before I take you on this journey of taking a look at the armor of God, we're going to do that. Just picture this. He's most, most likely sitting in a jail, 
most likely some kind of Roman guard isn't that far away, and wearing all of this, and a light bulb moment comes on. I like to call it the Holy Spirit. And he sees the metaphors. He sees the meanings that are spiritually driven, not just physically. So then he says these words. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. And yes, it could be stand firm physically. All right? It could be. But I'm thinking Paul has a bigger picture. That in the end, when it's all said and done, when we take our last breath after all the warfare that's been going on and all the struggles that have taken place, we stand firm in the one true faith in a God who loves us. I think that's what he's getting at. So then he goes through each one. I'm just going to briefly touch on these. Not, I mean, do a sermon on each one of these parts of the armor. So the first one is the belt of truth. And we could say, well, the truth is God's word, and it is true. But I, I want to very specifically point it to Jesus. It's Jesus that holds everything together. It's Jesus who makes a difference in the life. In fact, it's Jesus who, as he's instructing his disciples about life and all of this, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And and I'm going to be very straightforward here. The exclusivity of the gospel, which means the good news, how we get to heaven, is only through Jesus and Jesus alone. The world will want to tell you their truth is relative. Whatever you want your truth to be. In fact, I've heard it said, what is your truth? And we're supposed to have this mutual respect for what the truth is for you versus what's... And I get that, and you know that might help us get along with people. But when it comes to salvation, when it comes to heaven versus hell, there is one truth which is Jesus, one way to eternity. And so when you think about a belt and what it does, it holds up lots of stuff. And especially with the the armor that you wear, I mean, there's all sorts of things that hang on the belt that is used in warfare. So just hold on to that thought as you navigate through life, as you think about this belt of truth that God offers. The one thing I forgot to mention Looking at the original language in this section, very interesting. The first three items of the armor of God is in the, it's called the aorist tense, which means it's something that already happened and it continues to move forward. So here's the thing. I think he's writing to Christians. I think he's writing to people like you and me who have come to know Jesus, to know who he is and know how much power and love he has for us in life and that we hang on to that, that truth. Back then, today, and tomorrow. And that we have these things on at all times, at all places, in all circumstances. So, 
the first three. So the belt of truth, also the breastplate of righteousness. Um, just briefly, what does the breastplate protect? What organ specifically is the heart? And I love the fact that because of Christ and his righteousness, and when we're connected to him, when God looks at you, when God looks at me, when we are in Christ, he doesn't see sin. He sees the righteousness of Christ. And we're connected with him. And it holds us and moves us. And then we have the idea of the shoes regarding the gospel of peace. And I like this concept because um, I'll just, some of you know my story. When I was 17, I, I met Jesus in a very personal way. And ever since then, my dream, my desire is to have those shoes on all the time. Because wherever I go, I've got to know the Prince of Peace. His name is Jesus. I got to know what it means for me now and for eternity. And the imagery, I think, Paul's giving us is that wherever we go when we have these shoes on we bring it with us if we're having a battle and struggle at home those shoes if you're having a battle and struggle at work or with your neighbors or with your kids or with your parents I mean whatever the gospel of peace has nothing to do with the lack of chaos so don't equate that Think that peace equals no chaos. That's not going to happen until we get to heaven. But this peace means we, we have this assurance, we have this confidence, and we have this peace that passes all human understanding. It's something that the world can't give. So we keep those on at all time. All right, now a couple other ones. Shield of faith. Just picture what that is. What is faith? Uh, confidence and assurance in what God has done. But the imagery that I like, you know, goes back to a little bit of uh, Roman warfare, is the, the shield is kind of a mobile thing, right? You can kind of turn to wherever the enemy's coming. But it's also something that is a collaborative tool. If you've seen some of the movies I've seen, you can actually hook your shield with another soldier. And you can put them over your head, and, and it's almost like a, an armor for the whole group of soldiers. And I think that's what the church can be. Your faith, my faith, together in a world that is pretty yucky at times. So my prayer is that we would experience that faith together. That if you have a need, you talk to me, if I have a need, I talk to you. We pray together, we encourage one another, we walk together, we cry together, we laugh together. All right, helmet of salvation. Um, there's another portion of scripture that talks about the renewing of our mind. There was a time back in, uh, we'll just say last year, when we were going through the election cycle and this COVID thing, I was watching a lot of news. And a lot of things started getting up in my head and messing with my heart and affecting my life. And all of a sudden I realized I was spending more time watching the news than reading the Bible. And I thought, oh my goodness. This 
helmet, this hope of salvation, when that becomes our first filter, when we experience warfare and our first filter says, Jesus is with me. Or Jesus is victorious. Or this present situation is just temporal. And that there's something called eternity that we wait for. The helmet. And then the last one is, is going to be a little different. Because in many ways a sword looks like it's an offensive weapon. And I think it is. <laughs> but once again, going back into the original language, Paul is using a word for the word, the, right? That is a little different. He uses the word rima, not logos. And rima really is a speaking of and living out the word of God in life. So it's not just, well, open up the Bible. Now, I think that's important. I think that goes back to the last thing, right? You know, just that we put our minds on eternal things. But this idea of the sword coming into places and circumstances where God is going to place you, where we can speak or act and love with the love of Christ so others can be encouraged. Paul is painting a beautiful picture. And then he gives us this last item. Now, a lot of people say it's not really a part of the armor of God. I think it really is. And it's Ephesians 6, verse 18. And he says this, And pray in the Spirit. On all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So as we have this armor provided by God, don't forget to pray at all times, in all occasions, with all situations, for all people, even the people you struggle with, maybe are in war with. We pray. We pray. We pray for that love of Jesus to be for everyone. And maybe you've heard it said, this is not a cliche, this is a biblical truth. There is not a single person that has been born on this earth that God does not love. I'm going to say it again, because I forget it sometimes, because I'll come across people, I'm like, well, this is pushing the limit. But there is not a single person that God has made that is on this earth that he doesn't love enough to send his only son the people you're in war with, that includes them. So we get to be the ambassadors of this good news. We get to share this love of Jesus with all people. Now, speaking of that, Tim. Tim, come on up here. Um, if you saw that picture of the video, Tim was on the one side. He was one of the biggest kids up there. Yeah, that... And he was wearing a, you know, I thought maybe you should wear that every single day. He had this little armor thing going on. Um, for those that don't know, Tim Oberdick is our new DCE intern. And if you remember back a couple months ago, several months ago, we were praying about this. And we, um, we filled out the application. We said, okay, Lord, please, please, please. We want to expand ministry. And by the grace of God, God matched us up. 
church and Tim and his passions and his gift. And very specifically, he's going to be working in from, we'll just say from zero to 21. But the, one of the very first things we talked about and prayed about is, you know, the high school ministry, that age group to, to come alongside of them. So, um, so what do we do? Day one, he works with uh, some of the little ones. It's going to be part of the experience, get to experience all kinds of things. So what we want to do is I'm going to ask him a question, a really long question, then I'm going to ask you a question too, so be ready. Tim, will you be faithful in the study of God's word and then taking that word of God into the ministry and the mission and specifically where you've been called and challenged to come here and to do ministry with our young people and young families? If you're willing to do that, then answer, I do so intend with the help of God. I do so intend with the help of God. Well, thank you. Now to you, the congregation. Will you come alongside of Tim? Now, what does that look like? Would you pray for Tim and Josie? I mean, how long till you get married? 20 days. 20 days that he's going to get married. So, yeah, really kind of cool. Um, Will you come alongside of him, pray for him, encourage him, um, and maybe if there's a, a ministry or mission God puts on your heart in that area of ministry, you, you, you go to him, or if he comes to you and says, hey, got an opportunity for mission ministry, would you at least prayerfully consider those opportunities? Would you support him as, again, he is here to, to serve God's people, this community? If you're willing to do this, would you please say, I do so intend with the help of God. May God give us all the love and faith to do this, this thing called ministry that he has entrusted to us to do. So we're going to close with a blessing. And I'm going to specifically be thinking of Tim, okay, in his ministry. These words go back thousands of years. These are God's words. They're also for you too. So I'd like to ask you to please stand at this time. And let's consider these words. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Let's sing.
great Sunday, everybody. Go in peace and serve the Lord.